conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that is doing their legally required check of their New Year's resolutions. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and boy, am I not hanging on. And joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how are your New Year's resolutions going? What was your New Year's resolution? Oh, I don't even remember. Like, to read more. I haven't even finished a book, and it's been a month. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Dan. I'm almost done with book number two. I'm trying to finish it before I go to Florida because... It's scary, and I don't want to be scared when I'm at, on a work trip where I can't King climb book? into bed with anyone. No, it's called Horror Store. It's by a guy named Grady Hendrix. Uh, I do really That's recommend his books. Scary name enough. Grady Hendrix? It, yeah. It's um about the like it's about a an Ikea-esque store, a haunted Ikea-esque store called um, Orsk. It's really good. It's from like 2015. It's okay. not new, so... If you want to read it, I highly recommend. You say it's not new. That's new to me. You know my tastes. My book that I'm reading (laughs) is from 2009. And I went, because I was reading a copy that I have from the library. I really like it. What's it called? It's called Nixon Land. It's about Richard Nixon. Um, I just rolled my eyes. Well, the the subtitle is The Making of a President and the Fracturing of America. Oh, wait, I'm back in. That's fascinating. I want to know the tilt of it, but... I was reading a copy from the library, and eventually mm-hmm. all my renews were um, used up. Used up. That's the worst. Yeah. So I returned it, and then I was going to go to Barnes and Noble. Said they had a copy of it, so I was going to go mm-hmm. there and pick it up. Went on a nice bike ride to Barnes and Noble. Pleasant day, beautiful mm-hmm. weather. Um, went in there. I got the help of four different store workers. Who were oh, trying no. to find it because the computer said they had a copy, but it was nowhere to be found. Oh my god, somebody stole it. So then I I ordered a copy from a local bookstore mm-hmm. near me because I'd rather uh, order it from there than from Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble. But <laughs> when Good job, Dan. I, I went into one store, I was like, do you have this? And they're like, that book's from 2009. And I was like, yeah, so it's new, right? And she rolled her eyes. She sounds not fun to be around, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Listen, I, I, okay, last story I'm going to say just about, well, actually, which, which story's better? Number one, last time Gage and I, when I bought Horror Store, actually, Mm -hmm. Gage and I went to Barnes & Noble, and there was a gentleman at the counter next to us who bought every single Lego Mario set that they had in the store and spent over, I think it was 2,500 bucks. Wow, okay. If it's for his grandson, that's adorable. No, 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 no. He wasn't an old man. He was just a man. Oh. He was like our age. Less cute. Yeah, it was... I felt so bad. This woman was trying to check us out, and I was like completely not even listening. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm really interested in what's going on at that register (laughs) next to me. (laughs) So... What's the second story? You said you had Second two. story is about when the pandemic started, how I had checked out American Psycho from the library, but because they kept extending the due date because of COVID, I kept it for six months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had checked out a DVD from the Northbrook Public Library on March 12th. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's around the same time. They were going to be closing the next day, so I was like, okay, cool. I'll just keep this DVD forever. Mm-hmm. Um. I returned it in December. Yep, that reads. Zero fines. Yep, same. My book, it just kept extending, 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 no fines. And I was like, cool. It's just, it's, the only issue is now that I don't have a, well, my license still says that I live in Illinois. So for mm-hmm. I can at least use the library that I grew up going to for another year before they kick me out forever. Oh my god, they're not going to kick you out forever. Forever, ever. I still use the... Well, I guess in Milwaukee it's different because our libraries are all connected with yeah. the like, Milwaukee Public Library. Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's <laughs> it for this week's episode of Library Talk. Join us next week where I tell you my progress on getting a degree in library school.
The movie that we're talking about today is the Disney Channel original movie, Now You See It. Classic. Originally aired on January 14th, 2005, so we're a little past its 17th anniversary. Don't say that. I was in fifth grade when this movie (laughs) came out then. Or no, I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade. I was seven, so I would have been in first grade. If I was in fourth grade, would you really have been in first grade? Yes, you would. Yeah, because I was a freshman in college when you were your first senior year. Yeah, but the difference between a freshman in college and a senior in college is a lot different than the difference between a first grader and a fourth grader. You know what I mean? I do. This is where a creep would say, it's just numbers. (laughs) No. Uh, Directed by Dwayne Dunham. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Spelled D-U-W-A-Y-N-E. Never seen okay. it spelled that way before. Uh, written either. by Bill Fritz, starring Allison Mashaka, Johnny Queen. Johnny Picar, who did not answer our Twitter message to him. He probably went into hiding, Dan. <laughs> uh, Frank Langella and a bunch of other people that don't really matter. Uh, as I said, released on January 14, 2005, with a running time of 83 minutes. And there, I don't even know if there's a Rotten Tomatoes score. 100%. On IMDb, it has a 6.2 mm-hmm. out of 10 from the users. That seems high. And there is a page on Rotten Tomatoes. It has one review. Oh, is it from you? No, from a, a critical reviewer. From Oh, it God, it's from Common Sense Media. Never heard of her. Oh, they're like the parents' television council. They're like, is this good for your kid? Is it not good for your kid? Is it safe for your kid? Does it use a naughty word? Oh, God. Uh, but they it's on gave Disney it, Channel. They gave it a three out of five. Magic, mystery, yeah. and some jump scares in this Disney teen drama. Jump scares? I don't know what jump scare they're talking about. Uh, audience score, 63%. Over 5,000 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I'm just was thinking. Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> um, Today, my boss asked me if I was okay, and I had to, you know, it tail as old as time. Are you sad? No, I'm just thinking. That's just my face. Uh, so, Dwayne Dunham also worked on Star Wars Episode Five and Six. Mm. And mm. Raiders of the Lost Ark in the editorial department. Okay, editing king. Right? As a director, um, he directed two episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, that's very popular with the children and Gage. And the Disney Channel original movies, in reverse order, now you see it, Tiger Cruise, the 9-11 one with Hayden Panettiere. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Right on track, double teamed. Ready to run, Santa and Pete, the 13th year. It's my 13th year. And Halloween Town. Oh, thank you, Dwayne. We thank are you. nothing if not indebted to Dwayne. God, all I love, all I ever want to think about is Halloween Town. It's not even Halloween. Uh, what I wouldn't give to have one singular leaf fall to the ground as I watch Halloween Town for the first time this season. You know what I mean? In February? No, I or want, want it to jump be start to October. Okay. Well, let's do August because that's my birthday and then October. Uh, Bill Fritz, who wrote the film. Film? I'm saying it. It's a film. Uh, he it's also something. wrote Beach Patrol, Miami Beach, and Beach Patrol, Honolulu, and has been working Ooh. as a producer on the Real Housewives, which one? Which Housewives? Orange County and Beverly Hills. No, I'm not interested in those. Well, I'm, are you New Jersey and Atlanta? No, I'm New York only. Oh, okay. That's the one with the woman who had the uh, line of salad dressings. Skinny girl. There yeah. we go. But yeah, Bethany Frankel. Good I, job, Dan. I knew that. Proud of you. It's like Proud my dad you. watches it. My dad watches the New Jersey one. He's from New Jersey, and he says it reminds mm-hmm. him of home. That is interesting. More just the Didn't fights the... between people. One of them went Had... to prison. I was going to say, one of them, I think one of the New York girls went, no, she didn't go to prison. She went to rehab. 
And didn't Bethany Frankel get, like, fined a bunch because Skinny Girl was lying and everything? Mm, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. Anyway, that is completely unrelated to... <laughs> this is our Beverly, or our uh, Real Housewives yes. podcast, I wish. The Real Housewives of Inconclusion. <gasps> Iconic. Um, no, she didn't, actually. She sold Skinny Girl for $120 million. Ooh! I wish. Well, it wasn't just salad dressings. It was, like, wine and other stuff, too. Yeah. It, uh, you know. So she sold that for $120 million. Could we get $120 for this podcast? Who would we be selling to? Could we My get $1.20 for this podcast? Do you want to be on the Forever Network? <laughs> We're already on a network. We, there's the another Forever podcast network. on this I know, I'm now. just saying. There is? Yeah, the Fast Facts Live podcast. Okay, Kings. If you haven't listened, the Fast Facts Live podcast is just like the show Fast Facts Live, literally chopped up into a 20-minute episode that we put on Spotify. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, watch them surpass us in listens. <laughs> uh, so, now you see it. I remember watching this when I was a kid. And Me too. Loving it. I thought it was great. I had a mm -hmm. grand old time. Specifically, I remember Frank Langella going, what is this, a polar bear in a snowstorm? <laughs> I don't know why that's what I remembered, but that line has stuck with me through life, and I say it whenever Did I see static on screen. Did you love Ellie Mishaka when you were little? No. I love... Oh, I did. Johnny Pacar, Pacar, Pesar, Pasar, because his name was Danny Sinclair. And as a kid, I didn't have my um, hatred of people who share the same name with me. I thought it was cool. Now, mm. if I have the same name as you, one of us has to die. I am that same way. It's hands on sight. Same pronunciation or spelling, though? Well, Anna doesn't count, because I like her. <laughs> Play fast and loose with the rules. Yeah, you know, it's hands on sight until I decide I like you. Uh, so Anna's cool. She can stay. <laughs> watching it again, I watched it this morning. And oh, you watched it twice? Well, I, when I was a kid. And then... Oh, I thought you meant like you watched no. it, and then you watched <laughs> it again this morning. I was like... Wow, I barely made it through one showing. No, the only movie that I have watched that much, that close together, is mm -hmm. My Cousin Vinny. I've never seen My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> I was watching it. It was on TV, and I watched the last 95% of it on TV one night. And I was like, okay, this is a great movie. I love it. Mm -hmm. Marissa Tomei, mm -hmm. Run Me Over with a Truck. Oh, Step on my neck and I'd say thank you. Yeah. Is that the vibe? And then the next night, it was also on. And I caught it five minutes before it started. And I watched the entire thing again. And I was like, oh, run me over the truck that. again. Back up and go over. God, speaking of which, I just saw a video of Pete Wentz when he had short hair. And I had those feelings. It was literally just slowed down videos of him talking with the with the audio dropped <laughs> and like some music over it. And I was like, whoo. Okay. You got, you fell for a TikTok thirst trap? Uh, yeah, I did. Go to the drinking fountain. Replenish I yourself. have my water bottle here. You can probably hear the ice. And that It was kid. a toasty 40 degrees today. That's why this is an ASMR. It was a 40 degrees? Yeah, 40 the grease. Ooh. Balmy day. Um, I should have shed my jacket. Anyway. Yeah, so watching it, I watched it again today. And mm -hmm. I loved it again. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. I did not think it was boring. I know what you're going to say. I, I thought that it was, it was engaging. I was so... The mystery in the first half. The fact okay. that it turned into a superhero movie in the second half. I was all in. The magic ring. Magic is real. I love it. Love it. It was... The ring gave me vibes about the machine gun Kelly Megan Fox ring that hurts <laughs> if you take it off. I liked it. I mean, okay. I liked it better when I was 10, but I liked it. I really, I enjoyed the framing of it a lot. Ali Mashaka as an early vlogger, vlogging from her Harvard dorm room. Do you think she went to Harvard? Did she say that? Or are you just guessing? Because I thought she guessing. was just at her parents' house. Oh, I thought she was in a dorm room. 
based oh, on I just figured like the her window it was like a city in the background. Mm. Yeah, I guess I just assumed her parents lived in like a nice apartment or something. Yeah. Do you think they were dating at the end of the movie? Be honest. No. Mm, their body posture. I've never sat with one of my guy friends like that. So I was like, <laughs> that's a couple. Not yet, anyway. Um, oh, God. <laughs> catch me. So we're going to sit next time we see each other. Oh, God. <laughs> this couch ain't big gonna, enough for the two of us. Are you going to where's my hug me? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna just. Where's my hug? You. I'm gonna go. Like, where's my kiss? Oh, not during COVID. <laughs> that ain't it. Um, not during COVID. I also loved how much Frank Langella was in this movie. And mm-hmm. two years after he this came out, he won a Tony and was nominated for an Oscar. I mean, <laughs> he is so overqualified. They had Debbie Reynolds in a decom. What do you well, expect? Debbie Reynolds, Debbie Reynolds was in it because she was in debt because her casino failed, and she just needed. She would take any project that paid her enough. Potato, potato. Okay. Literally, it's a Disney movie. The year that this came out, mm-hmm. um, the the prior year he was in a play called Match, and then the next year he was in Frost Nixon on Broadway. Mm. Um, in film, he was in Back in the Day. Which starred Jeruel and Ving Rames. Uh, I'm sorry. You could you say you heard me? Jeruel. Ja oh my god. Uh, and Good Night and Good Luck, which was nominated for Best Picture. Hmm. The next year he was in Superman Returns, and then he was in this. You know, he's just trying to make sure that you know he's booked and blessed. Okay. Uh, he is booked and blessed. Good. If. He is a working man actor. He is the workingest man actor. Did somebody say working the musical? <laughs> a fun quote <laughs> about his memoir mm-hmm. uh, from the New York Times book review. Ada Calhoun said that Langella's book celebrated the sluttiness as a worthy, even noble way of life. There was so much happy sexuality in this book that reading it was like being flirted with for a whole party by the hottest person in the room. It was I, no wonder Langella was invited everywhere. I want to read it. Well, it is called Dropped Names, Famous Men and Women as I Knew Them. So a lot of them he must have known biblically is what I'm hearing. I think he made Beast with Two Backs. Good for him. Good for him. Now you see it. Starts off. and Like any other day. (laughs) With Frank Langella having sex with John Wayne. Um, Oh, my. No. So the framing device is Ali Mashaka is saying that Danny Sinclair is real. And also, she was hired for the first ever entirely teen-produced reality show. (sighs) I was weary at the mere utterance (laughs) of that. Uh, Entirely teen-produced reality show. Clearly, they weren't there when we filmed our high school talent shows. That's true. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, those were teen-produced, and there was a <laughs> lot showed. of reality happening in there. And it showed. Yes. Um, so she is... Basically, what happens is they have to find the next great magician, and whoever finds the winner of this competition... Gets hired on full time and they're a producer for life, I guess. I don't know. God. It is as explained as it needs to be. Yeah. It was kind of unclear what the prize was. <laughs> I think the prize was a job. Cool. It was like an apprentice <laughs> situation, which Donald Trump is mentioned in this movie. Oh my God. Gage and I both clutched our pearls. <laughs> uh, so. She has an adult mentor named Paul and a cameraman named Cedric, who is the who star says peace of the film. a lot. I love Cedric. <laughs> At one point, Gage goes, "If Cedric's there, and we're watching from behind the camera, who was filming Cedric?" Literally, that's what he said. There's Who's a, driving the car? There is a second Cedric. Oh God! Behind um, twins, but they're both named Cedric. This is my son, Cedric, and my son, Cedric. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not confusing. Stop asking. Uh, so they go on a search around whatever neighborhood they were filming in to find. They were in <laughs> in Pensacola. He said. Yes, Danny they had, is from like, Pensacola. The yes. They filmed in Louisiana. Mm. Most of it. Uh, so wherever they were filming, they went around to try and find the best teen magician. Uh, Mm -hmm. And all the ones that they find suck for one reason or another. They're dorks. They don't have stage presence. Their magic sucks. Blah, 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 blah. Stop coming for me like that. You're a dork with bad stage presence and your magic sucks. You're right. It's true. Uh, And then they come across Danny Sinclair. Ooh. Danny Sinclair. Okay, pause. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you think they were trying to make him an edgelord that would be hot to teenage girls? Be honest. I do. Okay. Gage said that, quote, it was annoying to him how they were trying to make him seem so cool and edgy and dark and brooding. He he was cool and edgy and dark and brooding as written, maybe, but not as performed. Because he was performed as like a big goofball. I was to say some of his stuff he performed was funny. Some of his stuff he performed, I was like, "Are you good? Do you need a snack? You seem a little grouchy." Uh, so that, yeah, at Danny Sinclair's house, he's trying to do a trick where he made a dove disappear, and then he was going to have it reappear when he popped a balloon. Classic. The how this works is kind of fuzzy, because. It's like he was just expecting a dove to appear when he popped a balloon. Because he goes through like 15 balloons at one he point. He does. I'm like, where are the birds? Are you hiding them? Yeah. Now, I'm no magician. <laughs> but <laughs> I know that you have to have a setup. And then you have to pull through on that setup. With something that you had planned before. You can't just go, I'm going to make this bird disappear and reappear in a balloon. Do the disappearing part, but have no plan with how it's going to actually show up in the balloon. Mm -hmm. Which it Mm -hmm. seems like Mm -hmm. he does. Which we understand later in the movie is because he has powers. Spoilers for 20 seconds from now. Um, Spoilers for a movie from 16 years ago. 17! Oh, God forbid. Okay. This has had its driver's license for a year. Uh, Got my driver's license last week. God. Thank you. Uh, So they leave. They're like, well, he sucks. He can't even make a dove appear in a balloon. But he's like begging them. He's like, please don't go. And then he's like watching them annoyed out of the window. He's brooding. He's He's brooding out the window. He looks like. He, he looks like Gage's parents' bulldog when she's not allowed to come outside when she knows everybody else is outside and she watches from the patio window. Um, but as he's brooding out the window, they open up their truck and doves mm-hmm. fly out of the trunk. Gasp. We're all shook. We're all like... I would have been so scared if that was me personally. I think I would have pooped my pants. Uh, so they immediately are like, are you rolling? You got this? We got to bring this kid in. He's our champion. Um, oh my god. <laughs> what in the Triwizard Tournament? <laughs> well, speaking of Triwizard Tournament, they get brought mm-hmm. to... It's not called the Magic Castle, but it's the Magic Castle. Um, yes. It's called like the, the Magic Citadel or something. Ew. Um, that's not the actual name of it. I'm trying to find they it. They get taken to the Medieval Times restaurant. <laughs> they get taken. Uh, <laughs> and they it's him and two other people who are um, have been selected and that's where the finals of this reality show are going to take place and the girl was adorable she should have won yeah she totally she got rated won. she got rated lower on things for literally no reason yeah. I think it was sexism I'm calling the police <laughs> uh, so they are going to be judged by a man with too much power, Frank Langella. Uh, mm-hmm. He has the power to make cards move with his mind and fly around when he's scoring them. Would you like to know a cool thing? Sure. You know in when they're on the bus and they're going to the, tr- uh, to the um, 
castle and that guy does the is this your card or pick a card okay you picked your card put it back in the deck now i'm gonna say one two three jump and i'll make the card jump mm-hmm. i knew somebody who could do that you knew a when i was little yeah when i was little i had this teacher at my after school daycare and he did magic tricks and he also um gage is very jealous of this he was an animator for Pixar for a while. He would like draw and animate or draw and create his own like role playing games for kids to just play at our after school care. And he'd like make clay figures and he'd have cards with all our potions and our powers and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was cool. He is he's probably a wizard. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, he did card tricks sometimes and that was one of them. Uh, so the first thing that the, the group of kids that are left need to do is they are given five objects that they can do magic with. And they have time mm-hmm. to do magic, blah, 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 blah. Um, first kid goes up, makes a rabbit appear out of a hat, a bunch of rabbits. That's at the end, you nincompoop. <laughs> I'm sorry. The I'm getting the magic all blended together. Whatever. They do okay. a trick. She does a trick and she kills it. Yeah. She's great. She's the winner. She gets a seven. Oh, she time. makes a basketball float, but you can see the stick that's yeah. on that's making it float. <laughs> uh, and next up is, is Danny's turn. And what he says that he is going to do is, this is where I hand it off to you because I can't remember. Make everything disappear. I watched this movie two nights ago, Dan. And I watched it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says he's going to make everything disappear, and he does. Instead, no, he no, doesn't. He doesn't. He, he makes, makes real snow, snow appear. He makes real Are snow. Are you okay? No, I'm never okay. <laughs> he's struggling, y'all. I am, he's struggling. I am holding on by the skin of my fingernails. Not the <laughs> saying. I even got the saying wrong. Skinnier teeth, Dan. Skinnier teeth. That's right. By your skinny legend teeth. People look at my teeth and they're like, damn, those are some skinny teeth. Yup, that's what they say. Uh, so he makes real snow appear and everybody is shocked and awed. And then one person's like, well, actually, that was against the rules. You're only It's the same bully objects. who says you don't stand a snowball's chance and you know where, mm-hmm. which made me lull way more <laughs> than it should have. I thought that was so funny. Uh and because of that, he gets a three. Stupid, stupid. If he made stupid, if he made something else appear, that's cool. And mind your business, you sore loser. So next up, thank you. This sore loser has to go up and do his trick on stage. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to. He wants an assistant. Mm-hmm. Do you, I'm sorry. Am I stepping on your toes? No, it's fine. My my toes are skinny like my teeth. Um, oh, okay. He wants an assistant. Danny's up there. Franklin Joe's mm-hmm. like, use that bitch. So yeah, that's exactly what he says. He has Danny hold up a sheet that mm-hmm. he stands behind, and then he disappears. Gasp! He's gone. There's no trap door. How'd that happen? We're all shook. All shook. And then suddenly, we all look to the right, and there he is, spinning on a wheel back and forth that somebody would throw knives at. He's been moved Screaming. over there. We're all screaming. He's screaming for a minute. That man has some pipes. I know. He really. He was over there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So. Everybody's like, what's happening? How'd this work? Danny, what's going on? It seems like Danny's got real powers. Does Danny have real powers? Only time will tell. Next, they have to go on a quest. Um, A magic quest. They go looking through the basement of the magic prison. I don't... I cannot... They're supposed to go... Remember what it's called! It's okay. They're supposed to go find... um, They're supposed to learn about the number one trick of all these famous magicians. And of course, Danny gets Harry Houdini, right? Pride of Appleton, Wisconsin. Just kidding. That's Willem Dafoe. However... Harry Houdini also did live in Wisconsin, in Appleton. Harry, is he, did he live in Appleton, Appleton? Yeah, he told everybody that he was born in Appleton, but he was born in, in Hungary. 
Yes. And he lived in Appleton for a while. But it is known that he uh, he's quoted as having said, the greatest trick I ever pulled was leaving Appleton. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, not it. But <laughs> it's fine. Um, so... Danny is going and he looks in the he's looking in the library to try and figure out who Dini's thing. And then he and Ali Machaka, um, they pull a bunch of books that form a snake gasp on the side. Shook. We're all shook. This they've I'm discovered so a secret that takes them into the bowels of the castle. An adventure. It is an adventure. Um, and I don't I'm sorry I am so sorry I don't know what's happening to me I just don't remember I watched this movie six hours ago well they go down there and they discover like a secret safe that's right they go down there discover a secret safe I'll Uh, guide you Dan I'll hold your hand (laughs) don't worry Uh, Cedric turns something that he isn't supposed to because he's Cedric. Yeah, he's like, guys, look at this! And he turns it immediately. They're like, wait, no, don't! Dumbass beach. And then they get plopped. They teleported yeah, or some shit. Back to the library. Terrifying. Um, so they try to go up to Frank Langella to be like, I'm magic. Um, and they bring in a panel of experts. Classic. To which Danny appears to seem like he's fine. He is magic. He's doing all this. He's floating in a chair. He's Yeah. And like this one, the psychic lady on the team, she's like, or on the um, panel, she's like crazy, crazy obsessed. She's like, let it out, son. <laughs> she like really wants him to be magical so bad. Um, unfortunately, Frank Langella then shows that the chair is rigged. How? America, explain. It's, if you're not putting a magnet in your butt, how is it rigged? <laughs> uh, and also, how are you moving up and down if the the button's not in a good place that you could just flick it with your toe to make yeah. yourself float? I... The button should be in a place where when you squeeze a cheek, it operates. Mm, Nothing to flick something. I understand. You got to clap that ass to float. <laughs> got it. Uh, so this, everybody's trust is shaken in Danny. Frank Langella's mm-hmm. disappointed in him. Ali Mashaka doesn't trust him. All gone. Seems like she turned on him real quick. She's kind of hot and cold in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because, you know, she's dealing with the volatile emotions of being a teen. That's true. She is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then... She goes and watches the video of when she first met Danny. Um, and show in the video, it appears that the doves appear out of nowhere. They're just there. We're all gasping. Cedric is gasping. Allison Mishaka's gasping. We're, I'm shook. We are sucking in so much air that the atmosphere is being depleted. Oh, triggered. From our gasps. Mm-hmm. Triggered? What? I don't know. <laughs> just triggered always. Uh, so... She goes to find Danny because she believes in him again. Uh, mm-hmm. But she hears voices through the door, and because she's a peeping Tom, she's like, I'm going to record this. Okay, how did they not see her? How often do you look through the grates if you have... Um, there are no grates in my life. That's true. But, like, does, do your, does your parents' house, the house you grew up in, does it have vents in it? Like, did you have central vents? AC? Yes. Okay. How often did you look through the vents? Never, because there were spiders and ghosts and monsters. I didn't want to look at them. So she was looking through an ornate vent, but a vent nonetheless. Did you, well, my house is also only one story. That might have something to do with it. So Can't fine. see down into... Oh, I don't know then. What did you, was that something you did a lot, look in the vents? Uh, I would yell in the vents, because where my bedroom was and the basement, where, like... Mm-hmm. We had a TV and stuff. My bedroom was right above it. And whenever my brothers had friends over and they were hanging out down there, I could hear mm-hmm. them totally because the sound would just travel up through the vent. Um, yeah. And then I would Classic. shout down to them to be quiet and they could not hear me. 
because it would just travel up again. So I'd just be yelling into the floor, and my mom would that's come actually, in like, "What are you doing?" That's actually so cute. <laughs> it's picture cute until tan. you picture me that I'm like twelve and doing this. Oh, I was picturing like seven. I was doing it then too. Um, seven is cute. Twelve, Dan, get it together. <laughs> so. Allie Mashaka, she overhears Frank Langella telling Danny that he is a sorcerer, just like mm. him. Mm-hmm. And she's got this magic ring, or he's got this magic ring that can help him control his powers. Much like Machine Gun Kelly gave to Megan Fox. I know I made that joke earlier, but I'm making it again. Uh, so he says that whenever he wears the ring, Danny will be able to control his powers instead of like now, where they just come out of anger like the Hulk. Hmm. Hmm. That ring was too gaudy. I would have turned it down. It looked like a Super Bowl ring. It was very gaudy. I stood by. I stand by what I said. Gaudy. Um. So. However, it appears because Paul enters the room next, and he's been in cahoots. Paul, the adult producer that's been teamed up mm-hmm. with Cedric and Allie. Um. The ring is actually draining Danny's powers. He's getting Gasp. weaker and weaker and weaker. No. Uh, and so long as he wears the ring, he will lose his powers by the final performance the following night. And the most Gasp. horrible thing will occur. He won't win the game show. Oh, no. That's the big Truly problem. Truly a fate worse than death. I mean, you said it, sister. Fate worse than death. Um... But isn't it also that people keep dying when they wear those rings? Yeah. Like the life gets sucked out of them too or something? So I think it sucks the magic that it just keeps sucking like a Jolly Rancher. Oh, God. No. (laughs) Uh, So Allie goes to find Danny, but she can only talk to him the next morning. Um, And Danny, oh, he trusts Max to to heaven and back. Um. And foolish. she tries to show the tape to her producer, but Max uses his powers to erase the tape and says the seminal line, what is, what do we call this? A polar bear in a snowstorm? The movie ends. The I, curtain drops. I stand up and start applauding. I do more than applaud. I salute it for two and a half minutes as the Star Spangled Banner plays. Tears are rolling down my cheeks. Absolutely. Best line in film history. Do I know what's really sad about it? Hmm. It's not even on the quotes page on IMDb. I'm pretty sure that's just the thing people say about that channel, Dan. Like, when it, it gets fuzzy like that. You don't understand how much of an impact the line Polar Bear in a Snowstorm has had on my life. You're right, it should be on the top on the top lines page. You're like, right. My mistake. People say, like, you had me at hello, or mm-hmm. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse, or the force be with you. Our seminal with lines. Your spirit. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Polar bear in a snowstorm. That needs to be etched above every doorway. You know what, Dan? When you die, I'll make sure it says that on your tombstone, okay? No name. Just polar bear in a snowstorm. Yep. <laughs> Here in lies... Your ear- <laughs> Dan O'Keefe. No. People called him a polar bear in a snowstorm. But we no, called him uh, a polar bear in a snowstorm. There we go. I was gonna say, but we called him not often. Oh God. <laughs> uh, so, producer isn't convinced, uh, and she tells Allie, "Go home. You cracked. You're done. You're out of here. You're all washed up." Um, on the train home, Danny also doesn't stand up for her and she's upset. Um, He's a teenage boy. I ex- I would be surprised if he'd stood up for himself. That's true. Um, on the train home, she realizes this has to do something with Antonio D'Amilo, who is Max's mentor. Uh, so she researches it and discovers that D'Amilo died when a prop collapsed on him. Terrifying. During the show. And then she's like, I gotta go back. Danny's in grave danger. He was wearing the ring when he died. Now Danny's wearing the ring, and he's gonna die. <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. There is no more atmosphere. You're right. It's gone. So, Movie ends. It's now the grand finale. She has broken in. 
how she is inside of a magic box. Me too. She tells Danny he's got to take the ring off. But he can't. He needs someone else to remove it. Just like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly and Megan Fox. How many times do I have to say it? This movie is just a 17-year early allegory for their relationship. Truly, it is. Truly, 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 it is. Uh, and all the failures you know, of him in the beginning of the movie popping the balloon were just his diss track that Machine Gun Kelly put out against Eminem. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Danny has to rush on stage, and when he gets on stage... Um, Max has set up a trick for him. Danny's going to make a thousand pound weight, very helpfully labeled one thousand pounds. I know. Also, when they specified it's a thousand pounds of pure lead. Okay, a thousand pounds of anything is still a thousand pounds, my dude. What's heavier? A okay. thousand pounds of bricks or a thousand pounds of feathers? Ooh, the bricks. <laughs> it's both, bitch. You know if your hand's as big as your face? Don't. You're stupid. Um, so, Allison, her warning, uh, helps Danny escape uh, as the weight comes crashing down on him. Oh, God. It, it scared me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was like, ooh, they had me in the first half. Uh, Danny and Max then get locked in combat. They're flying through the air. Magic oh is fighting. It's like Voldemort versus Allison, Harry Potter. Allison gets the ring off of him. Let we, let's make sure we... Uh, we yes. mentioned that. Um, so Max also put three swords in the box that Allison was hiding in. Terrifying. But also the way he did it, she could probably see the tip and know exactly where it was going to come in. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, so Max makes Danny fly in the air and he turns around and flies straight back at him and forces the ring onto Max, who disappears Poof. Into what I can only assume is the sequel that's coming any day now. Now to see it. <laughs> uh, so, Danny and Allison bow. Audience is applauding. They loved the show. They thought it was all just like a medieval times act. They're none the wiser. I mean, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and then Danny kisses Allison's hand. Because they're definitely dating mm, i don't know friends don't kiss friends he's way too edgy and she's way too high strung so they're in high school who gives a fuck they'll learn so at the end of the movie um Allie <laughs> says that max must have had paul take the ring off of his finger because the tapes disappear tapes get wiped mm -hmm. uh there's no proof of anything um until until she says that danny has gone into hiding to learn more about his powers uh she doesn't even know where he is but then a popcorn bowl levitates behind her <gasps> classic and then he comes to her arms they like swirl into a park yeah they <laughs> are in a park and danny she asks what's happening and danny goes magic and then the timeless cover of do you believe in magic by Allie and aj swells not before she puts his head on her his shoulder and he takes off his stupid ass top hat that he was wearing dating they're dating and then do you believe in magic plays for the second time it played earlier oh, during I love the montage it. that cover used to play on radio disney 24 7 my dudes do you know well first i need to say and that's now you see it blah 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 anyway do you know how disappointed i was when radio disney stopped broadcasting in chicago it was am 1300 the sound mm -hmm. quality would sound like you were listening to a speaker placed underwater through a sock through a metal mm -hmm. box played over your high school announcement speakers uh, mm -hmm. but it was great. They had this, like, Kenny Loggins afternoon thing. Yes. Like, they would do, like, Return to Pooh Corner every afternoon, listening oh. to it, coming home from preschool. Actually, going Cute. to preschool because I was in the afternoon. Um, but then one day when I was in middle school, long after my Radio Disney listening time had passed mm -hmm. me by, um, 
my brother as a joke he's like what's on radio disney right now he turns it on and it's some polish talk radio station now no do you know how sad Um, i was my childhood died there i don't know if radio disney still exists it's a streaming thing now that's it it's just streaming streaming and there is a station on satellite radio Hmm. ours was am 1640 Hmm. in case you were curious i was actually um Oh yeah, you're right. Launch Radio Disney didn't officially close until April fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh wow, recently. Yeah. Um, so now you see it. Now that we've talked about it, now it's time for you to give your thoughts. Now you hear it with Anna Otto. Hello. Um, it's for children, <laughs> but not in the way where I usually mean it, where it's, like, fun. This is not high. I didn't even remember this Disney movie, and you mentioned it, and I was like, oh, my God. I, will I say, have seen this before. It's not a very well-remembered one. It doesn't have a Wikipedia It's no page. 13th year, Daniel. That's true. It's no Smart House. It's better than Smart House. How dare you? <laughs> I think... There's no Johnny Tsunami. That's, okay. Okay, that's true. It's no Johnny Tsunami. I think this is one of my... It's in my top 15, top 20 Disney Channel. I'm not going to list them all, but it's definitely in the, the upper echelon for me of DCOMs. Disagree, but I'll allow it. You're younger. The, the, the DCOMs had uh, descended in their uh, value oh, by that point. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. As opposed to... the. The Oscar-level quality of Xenon Z3. Absolutely, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I, my favorite decom came out when I was one. What was it? Brink! Oh, you mentioned that. But what about the Soul Skaters? What was my favorite decom? Mm, probably Luck of the Irish. Fair choice. From Brian Merriman. Um... I mean, like, I'm just looking at the list of the early DCOMs. Yeah. Um, Brink, Halloween mm-hmm. Town, and Xenon Love. were all Love. right in a row. Yes. That was a good time. 1999 gave us Xenon, the 13th year, Smart House, Johnny Tsunami, and Horse Sense. Don't know that one, but I know the other ones. It's about horses, and it stars the Lawrence Brothers. Not the vibe. Um,. But yeah, I think that this is a really good one. Apparently you don't. I disagree with you. It's pretty cheesy. I I just... There's so many DCOMs that I just like so much better. Mm -hmm. You know? There really truly are. Um, It's just just too, too out there for me, I think. From a production aspect, I think this is one of the most well-made... Oh, I'd agree with that. I think it's very clean and well put together. And, like, the the shots aren't just flat and dull. They actually, like, have purpose and movement. And, Mm -hmm. um, like, it's written very... There aren't a lot of, like... I don't like saying cringy, but, like, cringy jokes. There's one. (laughs) There's one. (laughs) It's it's not written for children. No. You know what I mean? It's for children, but it's not like, oh, this is a kid's movie. We have to dumb it down because it's for kids. Yeah, it's written for families more than children. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I, I like that it was, um, it, it didn't, it doesn't treat kids as stupid when watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter whether or not the characters are stupid. Um, but I thought it was well acted. Frank Langella is not trying hard at all, but punching so far, so much higher than everybody else, that it's unfair. Um, There's always one adult who's, like, way better than everybody else. <laughs> um, and, like, the the actor who played Danny, uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was good. I thought he played well. He was well. good. Yeah. I think he was good. I just, you know, I think his part was written kind of not great. That's fair. Um but in general, I just think that this has a this has just a, a feeling that a lot of Disney Channel movies after this don't have, which hmm. uh, about the the not 
talking down to kids. They're like dumbing it down for kids. I think that this is yeah. this is one of the last ones that really until High School Musical, of course. Well, High School Musical came out the next year. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, 2006, really? Mhm. <gasps> so the oh, fuck. the year that this came out, the other decoms were Buffalo Dreams. Don't know her. The Kim Possible movie. Live action or animated? No, animated. Yeah, go. Live action had my son in it. Go figure, which is oh, about, it's about figure skating. Yep. Uh, life is rough. I isn't Kyle Massey a dog in that one? He is. Yes. Yeah, I never watched it, but I remember it. The Proud Family movie. Love and that movie. Twitches. <gasps> and you spoke ill. Of Twitches? This is definitely aimed towards a more mature crowd than Twitch. I love Twitches. This is definitely Twitches is good. more mature than Twitches is. Mm. Um, but Twitches was definitely bigger budget than this was. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, the year before this came out, Taron Killam's Stuck in the Suburbs Stuck was the suburbs. <laughs> Yes! Stuck in the Suburbs! I was just thinking about that, actually. Uh but yeah, that's I I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was better. You're gonna hate me for this. I thought this was better than both. Now you see me, and now you see me too. You got me fucked up, yes. Dan. Also, because it was 81 minutes long. I didn't waste well, we two do hours love of my a life. Tight movie. The Make in this one, at least the villain, the person we're supposed to view as the villain, is smarmy and conceited and self righteous and pretentious and all that. We're supposed to like the horsemen, and now you see me. I love the horsemen. I hate I them. You. Oh, God. I tell you what. Anyway. Um, there's very little trivia about this. You'll be shocked That doesn't to hear. surprise me. Um, a lot of the movie was filmed in an abandoned bank in New Orleans. First of all, what the fuck? But okay, that makes sense since there is a giant safe in the building. Yeah. Uh, and then crew had to evacuate the set because of Hurricane Ivan oh, when they were filming. Well. Uh, the only magic tricks that weren't performed by the cast were the ones uh, involving CG, obviously. So either the floating in the chair or the flying or when they the cars fly? are flying around. You'll be surprised to hear they didn't fly? fly. Yeah. Hmm. Weird flex. Right? Um. Uh, and this was Ali Mishaka's film debut. Really? Mm -hmm. Good for her. She killed it. She did. She was good. She was. The movie does kind of rely on her being... The storyteller. The She's yeah. literally the narrator. She is the, the soothsayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Saying her sooths. Mm. Anything else to add critically about the film? Film, I keep, I keep saying. I don't think so. I liked it. I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't love it, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It was a decom. I mean, I, ha I had fun. I just wasn't my favorite decom I've ever seen. Okay. But I did have fun, and I did enjoy it. I did catch myself gasping and being shook from time <laughs> to time. There used How about to you, be, Dan? There used to be so many more decoms. Yeah, I think they kind of stopped, which in, is kind of a disappointment. In 2000, there was one a month. Jesus Christ. In 2021, there were three. Total? Three total. Spin, under wraps, and oh, yeah. Christmas again. I forgot they remade under wraps. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, sometimes the DCOMs really, like, kill it, and sometimes... The last decom that I watched, or like the most recently released decom I watched, was mm -hmm. Lemonade Mouth, <gasps> which was good. She's so good. I like Lemonade that's Mouth. So oh, I do too. Oh my god, the music banging. Mm -hmm. But that's also adapted from a book, so they didn't have to do much to, mm. <laughs> to make it uh, what I assume is a good book. I haven't read it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, I'm trying to think. Besides, like, the ones we've watched for this, I don't think I've watched any other DCOMs of late. I mean, I always watch Halloween Town at Halloween, yeah. but... But Lemonade Mouth came out in 2011. I was, um... <laughs> definitely too old to be watching DCOMs at that point. Would this have been better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Danny Sinclair? Um, I, I pictured him as Cedric, personally. Mm. Okay. Of course and you I did. better. Your little twin. I think it would have been... Love him. We love a camera holding king. And I think he would have been better than Cedric. Okay. As Cedric. As Cedric as himself. Mm-hmm. We assume the actor's name is Cedric. Yeah, I'm just guessing his name is Cedric. Um, His name is actually... Cedric. Cedric. What? No, it's Brendan Hill. Mm. Would it be better, he worse? Looks like a Cedric. Better, worse, or the same? Oh, he played Pimply Seventh Grader in Max Keeble's Big Move. Not Pimply Seventh Grader. <laughs> um, Gage and I call each other Pimply Nimblebottom sometimes because it's from a podcast that we listen to. That's cute. Thank you. And this would have been the same with George Clooney uh, as Frank Langella. I think it would have been the same. Not as Danny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George Clooney as <gasps> Danny. I'd love George Clooney as Allie. Speaking of George Clooney, I was watching TikToks today, Mm -hmm. and one of them was someone pretending to take their dog to the vet, and it was like an old person taking an old dog, and they were like, if you're going to give her any medication, make sure you play the old brother where I thou soundtrack (laughs) or else she'll get nauseous. And I was like, me too, girl. I'm just imagining that her howling along to the man of constant sorrow. <laughs> Me too. Um, on a scale of one to five polar bears in a snowstorm, what do you give it? Three. It's normal. Plain. It's a. It's not my favorite decom, but it is a decom nonetheless. You're justifying that like it's a bad score. I'm giving it a three and a half, and I'm I'm singing this movie's praises to the high heavens. Well, I just, I feel like three is just such a middle of the road like. You, you said it was a middle-of-the-road decom. It fits. Well, then, good. Then I made the right choice. <laughs> um, so that's it for Now You See It. Unfortunately, there is no sequel. There is no Now You Don't. Oh, darn. And that's it for our magic series right now. Um, next week, we are shifting, because it's February now, and that's the month Woo. of love. Romance. So we are going Death. to the most romantic duology of tangentially related films we are going to be (laughs) reviewing the fault in our stars and paper towns i can't wait to cry dan we're going green for the beginning of february goodbye (laughs) turtles all the way down am i right that's the one i haven't read i have i've never read any of his books Mm, i loved fault in our stars when it came out i was in eighth grade yeah of course it hit me it was perfect um, that reads, you're a sensitive soul. I am. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I I'm know. just saying you're sensitive. I didn't, I, I'm sorry if it sounded like I was taking offense to that. No, I was agreeing with you. I am. Oh, okay. Um, you're a sensitive soul. I like scary books. That's just who we are as people. Yeah. Stop telling our therapist saying it's a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. So next week, we're going to do Fault in Our Stars. So everybody read up on that and then watch the movie. Ooh. And try to forget that the main actress is eats clay and the main actor is a gross man. Other than that, it's fine. <laughs> I can hate, can hate everything. Why can't people just be normal? Right? Not even normal. Just, just not problematic. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard Shailene Woodley's not problematic necessarily, but I don't think she's vaccinated. And she, yeah, and she eats clay. Why? Eating clay, isn't that like a sign that your body's lacking a nutrient? Yeah, I feel like I watched that on My Strange Addiction. Um, I think it was, it was like chewing on pennies shows that you're lacking iron. Or chewing on ice is you're lacking iron. Oh, I do not like the uh, chewing on ice thing. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, though. If you like That's chewing it. on ice, you can follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. You can for the good ice. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter 
at Dan O'Keefe 86 or on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Also, if you follow us on Twitter, um, tweet, like, and retweet our tweet asking Johnny Pekar, Pekar, Pasar. Um, try and get his attention. We want him on here at any point. We'll you see better if he'll... learn how to say his name if you want him on I here. I know, I should. But I want him to review The Fault in Our Stars with us. <sighs> Am I going to start asking him every episode to review it with us? Maybe. Lord above. He's not even in The Fault in Our Stars. I don't care. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at AdamusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B brats, capital R for roll, and the O and roll, and the O and out are zeros. Woo, woo, woo! So we'll be back next week with The Fault in Our Stars. And remember, the fault, dear Brutus, lies not in our stars. But the outlook wasn't bright for the mud. No, Daniel. (laughs) No, bad. Stay safe, have fun, get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. Let everyone know that I have a dry scalp.